Uh, no, I don't uh, think so. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I would have had it my normal Dr. Pepper, but you know, I budget cuts. I'm down to spare NOS right now. We had a budget? <laughs> Not yes. yes, due to budget cuts, I can't drink my whiskey this week. I had to I had to do Smirnoffs this time. Hey, uh, I I had an idea for today's review. Uh, I I, I want to run it by you before we start. Shoot. Should I do the whole review like this? It's like... Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh. Sure. <laughs> this is going to make for great radio. God. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Fucking... Um, yeah. So, Eddie, before we started this, um, you, were, you were cheating on me. Uh, how <laughs> you was were invited. That? You were invited. I was busy. I couldn't rewatch the film. Like, oh, how was dude. it? It was, was it a better? weird. It was a weird ass movie to watch. I can tell you that much. Damn it! I wanted to rewatch it too, but I didn't get a chance to. Punch Jimmy, have Club? you seen? Have you seen Punch Drunk Club? Oh no! I thought we were talking about this movie that we are going to talk about. Oh, no, uh-huh. fuck, no! Fuck this movie! No! Fuck Malignant! Yes. No! I want to talk about Punch Drunk Love. The no, fuck Punch Drunk Love. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no! No! It was, dude. It was fucking weird watching Adam Sandler be that serious. Damn. Like, I'm not, I haven't seen Uncut Gems, so I can't really like comment oh, too hard. Okay. Well, Uncut Gems is pretty good. Uncut Gems is pretty fucking good. You would really list. like it, Eddie. But... It's on the list, but like I, it, if anything, if it follows like my normal list, I'll see it in about 18 years. Do y'all hear that? What is that? Yeah. Uh, that was uh, my family watching uh, their watching soccer. This is like an everyday day in the Garza household. They're watching what? They're watching soccer because they're Mexicans, oh. and you know, you know, today, today's our our, our day. Today, so like, a whole day. Today's our right. day. So like, we've reached out, we recharged. You know, peak, so, peak Mexicanness. Today's you, peak Mexican day. So, you Eddie, guys, show off uh, your Spanish. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was excellent. Here, I can also roll my R's. At least you can roll your arms. I mean, that's 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 way more than that's a hard can. part. That, Wait, that is a pretty hard. Can, can I say a funny story real quick of how I got the name of Eddie instead of everyone calling me Eduardo? Eduardo. Um, I don't think I know this story. No. No. Okay. So when I was in first grade, I everyone would just is it because you're white. Shut. No, that's not the whole reason. <laughs> Fuck you. Um. No. Okay. So, uh, my classmates had a hard time saying Eduardo, right? Like they couldn't call me by my name. So one day I'm walking, uh, I'm walking around, whatever, whatever it is, some playground, I'm in fucking first grade, who cares? I'm Superman. And then out of nowhere, I just felt soccer ball just comes out of nowhere, bashes me in the skull and I just hit the floor like a ton of bricks. It's like, right? Almost like an anime character. And then I'm getting up and I'm holding my head and they're running towards me and I'm like, why didn't you warn me? Like, fucking the ball had airtime, probably. Yeah. Uh, and as it's cut, and as they're running, they said they all said the same thing. We couldn't pronounce your name. <laughs> like, all right, my name's Eddie now. My name is Eddie now. <laughs> you do an assault. My name is Eddie now. Is that is that like a rite of passage? Like, have we all been hit by a soccer ball in the middle of like recess, like when we were in yes, middle school? Probably. Like that happened sure. to me. Oh, I was in first like, grade. More than once. <laughs> like that happened to be like second grade, I think. Oh, that like, early on, ten? yeah. Oh, Jimmy, my, mine just... knocked my ear out. It hit me in the in the stomach. Oh no, mine my, my hit me in the face. So yeah, well, I do have one other slightly badass follow up to it that you probably won't believe, but it, I hand to God it happened. I know. Did, it you, did. Did, did you like hold it with your hand? Like no, 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 no. You, you know, almost as cool. Another day, I was walking towards a bully, like I was gonna fight him. His it was Carlos, shorter than me, but he was a lot more rounded than me. And I was walking towards him and someone yelled Eddie and hand to God, I just put my arm out in a fist and the ball just bounces off my fist. <laughs> Whoa. That's, the, that's the most anime thing that's ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> I was seven, but I will carry that with me forever. Punched it away. Just like, whatever. Well, kind of uh, sucks that they, that they could pronounce Carlos, but they couldn't pronounce Eduardo. So... Yeah, you should reclaim it. Honestly, like I, I it would just, it wouldn't click with me. Like I wouldn't. Someone would say Eduardo, and it'd probably take me a sec to be like, "Oh, that's me." 
It's too late now. Because my family calls me Dito. My friends call me Eddie. My coworkers call yeah. me Ed, uh, Edward. Like, it can't. Is it Dito, is, is that short for Eduardito? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. My sister ah. my sister couldn't say Eduardito, so she just called me Dito when I was a baby, and it just fucking stuck. That's why my family, like my, uh, like Chema, uh, like yeah. Alex and uh, Fernando, they call me Dito because of, you know, yeah. that's my family name. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I I kind of cut up to that when I was at the wedding. That's right. Like, Everyone was calling me yeah. Tito in front of you, weren't they? Yeah, and I was like, "Who is this person? Like, he sounds cool. <laughs> like, when am I gonna meet him?" And, <laughs> and I was I was severely disappointed. You were one of my groomsmen, you son of a bitch. I had a blast. I, we were talking about your wedding today. Like, we, we were on, we were like doing this argument about shit, and I was like. I don't know. You when it fucking came up, and I, I, I think I shared something. I, I was telling them that like I don't have, I don't have the. I feel like there was there was someone taking my picture the whole time I was at your wedding, and I haven't, I've never seen those pictures, and I look badass as fuck in those pictures. So like, where are they? Got the I want to see them. I, I will upload them to to you to Google if you want, and I will share the file with you that way you can see them all. That sounds nice because I feel like I look really nice that day, and I don't have pictures of that day. Hey, you have plenty of pictures. Yeah. I promise you, you have plenty of good ones dope okay um yeah it's like jimmy i call jimmy jimmy even though that's not that's not that's not jimmy's name but i call i call jimmy jimmy and sometimes i will i will make up nicknames for jimmy so i'll be like hey jiminy james jimmy strickies jiminy yeah. cricket the, the other day i um one of my friend's roommates walked into their room and she just screamed at me like jimothy i'm like jimothy jimothy <laughs> Jimothy, that's a new one. That's a different one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's it's out there now. It's out there. Jimothy, we're all matching. We're all matching black shirts. Should, should we, J- Jimmy? I think we should match even more. So let's like roll them back. And like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why are we even had a sleeve in the first place? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. why? why not? Okay, I guess we're all doing this thing. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> this is great radio, as Chema once said. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. I'm Gabriel. Uh, and I'm Jimothy. <laughs> and this is the rollback. And this is the rollback. Oh, the rollback. Okay. So I think we should start this review by saying straight up that we're going to jump into spoilers pretty early because it's going to be pretty hard to not so i'm just gonna read like the summary and then we'll, uh, but no i, I before yeah. you even read the summary i think this is a really good movie to just going completely blind into because like yeah when i bought my ticket i knew nothing about the movie by the time i got to the theater the bartender told me it was by james Wan, and that was the only thing i knew when i took my seat like i had seen no trailers i had read no synopsis uh, I was just like, okay, it's it's a James One flick. It has a similar name to Insidious. Let's go, baby. I 100% agree. This is like the movie that you want to go in as blind as possible. In fact, after I finished it, I, I texted Eddie and I put it in the and I put in the in our Discord. I put, I just watched Malignant. Watch it like as blind as possible because man, does it it does not disappoint and it benefits from not knowing anything. <laughs> It, man, I, I remember we talked about this a while back. Uh, Chema, you had mentioned, I think we were doing the Conjuring reviews or something, and you mentioned that, uh, oh, hey, James Wan's next movie is called Malignant. I wonder if it's going to be any good. I said, yeah. eh, probably not, or whatever. And I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. Oh, no way. That's uh, okay. Before it, we start, it's okay, just uh, fucking yeah. spoilers in five, four, three, two. The brother did it. What brother? <laughs> You're gonna find out now. Malignant, the new vision of terror. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. So we have the new James Wan movie, which 
that honestly should tell us a lot. I think I think I speak for everyone when we say that, you know, James Wan, we all agree that he has a very unique voice. And especially in the horror department, I think he's one of the one of the shining rock stars of horror, at least now, like in, in the in this post 90s thing. I mean, kicking kick, kicking right off the gate with like things like Saw and then continuing it off with like Insidious and of course The Conjuring and then uh, showing that he can diversify by, by also doing Furious 7 and Aquaman. So right in between his, uh, his two Aquaman movies, he decides to do his little this little movie called Malignant. And much like both of you, I came in completely blind. Jimmy, is your screen doing that on purpose? Doing what? It's like going like in and out and oh out. it's not on purpose it's not okay <laughs> no it's a ghost. okay it's a ghost. i thought you were referencing the movie okay um so this movie malignant comes out it drops into our hbo maxis account and god damn i fucking love movies <laughs> like this movie it started and I was like, okay, you know, I, I'll, I'll follow it to see where it goes. And it wasn't catching me. I just knew that I wanted to know what was going to happen. And then things just kept escalating and escalating. And I realized, oh, this is like kind of campy on purpose. And then it's, it's escalating, it's escalating. And then when it hits that crescendo, when we see the twist, when we see why everything is happening, God damn. I haven't had this much fun watching a movie probably the entire year. I was having a blast with this. And from a genre that I don't adore, that I don't that I don't give a lot of chances to. And fuck. I this movie like it cleaned my acne. It gave me like everything that I wanted. I adored this movie. That's my Damn. opening statement. Damn, that's a lot of praise, Jimmy. What, I mean, did you love this movie as much as Chema? Or uh, I wouldn't say I love it. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I, yeah, okay, it was really high camp. Uh, like, in my opinion, this movie was very comic booky. Yes. Um, and I'm saying that because like James Wan pretty much invented a genre with Saw, right? It was like very realistic, very gritty. Uh, it was a horror movie where everything that was going on could conceivably happen. And, and then the series got crazier, but the first one wasn't something. Um, and then we get Insidious, which the first Insidious trilogy is among like my favorite trilogies. Um, I really like those movies because they are very theatric, right? Like... Um, I remember back when they came out, people used to say like, hey, these movies are super scary. I, I never thought so. I just thought they were like this really uh, well-accomplished, very theatric, like, hey, we're a movie kind of movies, you know? Um, and then we got The Conjuring, which has more serious tone. It's uh, a bit more naturalistic. And, and it's, uh, especially the, the first one, the second one gets a little like, crazier. The third one, it's its own thing. I haven't seen the spin-offs. <laughs> Um, I don't think James Wan directed the, the most recent Conjuring, right? No. He just wanted to, yeah. Um, and then we get this one, and I get the impression that this one is just like a, a very comic booky horror movie. It's almost like a comic book movie without a comic book backing it. Uh, but I honestly felt like I was watching maybe like a, like a Spawn spinoff or something like that. I see it. Oh, I, I don't know. I think of it like the Spawn spinoff. That's different. I like it, though. That's different. Um, this movie was, now that you guys are pointing out, it was very comic booky. I never looked at it that way. I just looked at it as uh, my summary of this movie uh, was just bonkers as fuck. That, that was, that's literally in my notes is bonkers as fuck. Um, just because all the twists and the turns. It's not a horror movie, though. It's a scary movie, if that makes sense. Like, horror is like The Conjuring, where, like, you know, they have, we have these build-ups, we have these villains, creatures that just scare the fuck out of you. This was a scary movie that had a lot of other elements. Some of them not trying to be funny, but they kind of are. Yeah. Uh, there's some grotesque shit. Um, there's a really fucking bonkers twist. There's a fucking warehouse fight scene. That rivals yeah. the Dark Knight in uh, in Batman versus Superman, like 
this movie saw all over the place. And you see the camera work also was really great. Um, I feel like this film was as 90s as a movie could, as a modern horror movie could get. Because I don't know about you guys, but I felt very 90s watching this. Yeah, I got a lot of like 90s, early 2000s kind of vibes, especially with the cuts and the music selection. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing just felt very um, <clears throat> early millennium horror. Yeah. And I mean, it, it works both a throwback and I think a new, like a new monster for like our, you know, collective, like monster canon of like, you know, horror movies. Um, I, I agree that it, it, it doesn't feel like a horror movie. It feels like a scary thriller thing that you, it feels almost like a mystery movie. Yeah, like, Eddie like, hit it right on the nose, right? Like with that description. Yeah, and like I 100% agree. I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil lately and this feels kind of Resident <laughs> Evil-ish, like a little bit. And uh, like, I didn't know anything about this movie before watching it, but like I thought it was going to be like a ghost demon apparition kind of thing but no it was just all 100 percent backed by science and you know me i like me my i like me my facts so um this was batshit insanity in like the best way because like i enjoyed everything that this movie was taking me through and then by the time the twist hit it kind of like it made me want to re-watch everything and i did i re-watched the movie again just so i could be like Oh, everything now makes sense from the second that Jacob Bell takes her head and just bashes it against the wall. It, 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 it hits you, which, by the way, Jacob Bell is so good at playing an asshole. Like he's he always plays an asshole. He was an asshole in Supernatural, right, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's so good at playing an asshole that when he plays like the, the evil husband that like literally just punches her against the wall and immediately goes, oh, I'm sorry. Like. That's not me. <laughs> He's so that, good at that. That felt really fucking uncomfortable, but it felt yeah. like accurate, uncomfortable. Oh yeah, the movie started really <clears throat> intense with those kind of scenes, right? And yeah. Um, yeah, so it actually started feeling feeling a lot more like other um, more serious James One works, and and then it when I I mean honestly from this movie I could tell like he had a lot of fun doing Aquaman. And doing Fast and the Furious, they're like, okay, yeah, this guy really likes doing action scenes now. Yeah, you can um, tell by that by that shootout scene by the end, but we'll get to that because that's uh, a fucking blast. Yeah. Did anyone else think? Uh, so there's, um, I know James Wan didn't direct it, but I want to point out a scene that made me go, "Did they really do that?" Um, do you guys remember the first Annabelle movie, the one where she's she's fucking with his family, this new family? Oh yeah, there's a baby, and there's a scene at the climax of the movie where like she takes the doll, beats it against the the crib, and throws it, and then it like repans, and she sees the body of her baby, thinking that she just killed her child. That's yeah. the only time in a movie I've ever been like, no fucking way, they just did that. Yeah, and, and this film had it a fucks moment. with her, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, it's the same actress. Is it? Oh shit! Yeah. I did not notice oh. that. She's the same actress, yeah. Oh damn! And her name, Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle Wallace. <laughs> Annabelle Wallace. Fantastic. Oh, uh, but no, in this movie, they they have a line, the throwaway line that I was like, "That's really fucking dark." After she loses her child, uh, the doctor says, "This is actually, I think, her fourth miscarriage in two years." Yeah. So I'm like, they're they're talking about this? What kind of plot point does this have? And then by the fucking end, we find out, uh, oh, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> it all had to do with it. Yeah, because I think through throughout the film, like James Wan is taking us through, through this journey through this like a very pretty, pretty shot journey, and he's kind of asking us to just trust him on this. And there's a lot of stuff where you can just be like, well, why is this being brought up? Why is this happening? Who is this woman that, 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 that's giving the tours in Seattle? And why is she being captured? What does she have to do with the plot? And then everything just comes together. It's like a, like a whodunit. Like everything just keeps clasping back. And man, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I was like, I was genuinely like so entertained seeing every twist happening that i was just having like a blast every time like a new scene just happened 
So I don't know if it's because I can't really predict what's, ha- what's going to happen in movies. So I, I do tend to enjoy them a bit more, but this, this just hit me like in the right spot. Like I needed to watch something like this and it delivered. And I think that says a lot about Juan because we, we've been hyping him a lot throughout like several reviews of his movies that, 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 that we've done. And, and we've talked about him a lot. You know, we trust him because he's done a lot of great movies and, and, and Aquaman. But he, I think the fact that he decided to do this, this slightly smaller kind of weirder niche film and he didn't cast any big stars. So he's the star. And he's, it's, this is kind of like, like a flex like, 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 he's like, look what I can do. And because every time that, that we jump into one of those scenes where like he's, he's shooting her like from the top and like she's running through the house and it feels like a, like the Sims or something. And you're just like seeing her like through the top. I was just shocked throughout all those scenes. Like they were just so greatly filmed and they fit really well with the narrative that it made me forget about all the things that were kind of ridiculous because it just made me enjoy them so much. Yeah. Did, uh... Even the special effects too, like uh, at, a lot of it was very clearly CGI. Some of the locations were also entirely CGI, like the, the mansion and the hill and everything. Um, but it's all really well done and, and really well used and really well directed. Like especially the first few scenes where we have the perspective changes uh, when she starts getting flashes of what the um, what's going on with the killings. Yeah. Uh, the way they happened a little gradually at first and then a little faster, those, those are really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did it throw you guys off at all when they actually had a murder investigation in the horror movie for once or a scary movie for once? Uh, it threw me off when they actually went to talk to the police. Yeah. That, that never it threw happens. me off that they were doing their job and that they were taking it kind of seriously at some point. They fucking were like that. That did actually throw me off. I'm like, wait, they're gonna have a murder investigation in a horror movie? That's new. Yeah, the movie tries to be a lot of things at the same time, and I think I was kind of getting overwhelmed at the start. But by the time it really all connected, I think it it worked out pretty well. I like the two detectives. I think they were like they 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 helped to add a little bit of comedy into the movie, which I think a horror movie requires because it helps you like relax a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, one of my favorite things about the movie was like a really small thing, which is that the girl from forensics who has a little crush on the detective. Uh, she was yeah. really cute. she was really funny. Which, by the way, that's James Wan's wife. And, oh, like, it's actually his wife. Like, his real life wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, when they would walk in and they would be like, "Okay, we, we need to find the the missing half of this of award," and then she, she's like, "Oh, don't we all like?" <laughs> I don't know. She was just, and and then by the end, when like Gabriel is like killing all these people in the in the in the precinct, and she's there immediately, I went, "Don't you fucking touch her? She's fucking precious. <laughs> don't don't do this to her." And then, thank God, she survived. But for God, but that's yeah. right. She hid in the evidence room, right? Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh how they decided to use uh, so Gabriel when we see like Gabriel like physically, um that's played by like an actual contortionist and which I think helped with like all the scenes. I mean, I, I don't know which scenes are filmed normal and then, and then played backwards. They probably did that, but I mean, every scene where like she's uh, jumping and swinging and all that, like that felt pretty real. It looked cool as hell. Like a lot of superhero movies don't look that cool. How did this one look this, this slick? Because it's actually there, because it's not CGI. Like, there's a lot of things that are CGI, but if you cast an actual, like, contortionist and they're going to be covered head to toe, like, just trust on them. And I think it ended up working a lot to their benefit because that action scene, I think it rivals, like, the church scene from Kingsman. Like, it was so insane. For sure. And I think it worked because it's actually there. And uh, I love that Juan took the time to be like, hey, let's make it like real. Like, let's make it like it's actually there. And the fact that he made it like walk backwards and like have the hands backwards and like the hand and, and everything, I think it makes it so unique. Like, when have we seen a monster like that? And even if we have, like, I don't remember it. So this one I thought was 
pretty cool and original for that. Yeah, it, it made it really uncanny throughout the whole movie because we talk about uh, a lot about the, the final shootout scene. The jail scene was also pretty intense. Uh, but there's also that first uh, chase with Kekoa um, when when he finds out that, that, yeah, the killer's out there in the loose, right? Uh, and they're just running through... Um, through these passages, right, and storage, and like the the lair and the sewers, and an all the movement there just looks really. This is before we find out, right, what Gabriel is, uh, and it already sets us up for that deal just from all the physicality of it. No shit. Okay, I'm sorry. So, Jimmy, you were talking about the practical effects. Jimmy, you were gonna say something. Um, I was gonna give you the the. You go on. No, I was going to say, um, I love the fact that James Wan has the kind of pull to where they just give him the budget and say, go. This is kind of not on the same scale. This is kind of like what Tenant was to Christopher Nolan. This is a flex of like, hey, yeah. give me some money and watch what I can do. And in this movie, he, I'm pretty sure there was no studio interference. He just did whatever the hell he wanted to. And he said, I'm going to just use a contortionist. It's cooler. It's better. He's notorious for that. The Crooked Man in, uh, in The Conjuring 2. He used practical effects there. He prefers that. To him, that's more of a hands-on, it's a better approach. Yeah. Um, I think his commitment to using practical effects, his commitment to using contortions, his commitment to this batshit nut story just works. Um, I actually want to jump into something real quick. How much do you guys know about a creepypasta? I mean, <clears throat> I was alive during 2012, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm... Well, yeah. well there is one um and it, it's a part I, i'm not sure if it's a true story but i, I only remember seeing this in creepypasta there was a story of a man who grew up in i don't know india the philippines internationally um he had legend has that he grew up with a face on the back of his head now people said that the face never reacted it was just there but he claimed that the face would talk to him at night, that it would whisper to him to kill himself and to do things that he could hear it when no one else would. Uh, that said, on his deathbed before he died, or I'm not sure if he died or committed suicide, I can't remember. But legend has it that he said, when I die, make sure you cut that part of me off and bury it somewhere else. I don't want to be buried and listen to him for the rest of my life. So he passes away, cut, separate, whatnot. Somehow James Wan took like this very bare bones story and morphed it into this full range like film, including action sequences, a subplot, uh, a motivation for the villain, like all this stuff and just goddamn. Yeah. No, I agree. And, you know, in one, I trust. I mean, he's never let me down except for Aquaman. So he's been consistent with I. I'm sorry. I don't like Aquaman. Sorry, and, God. and I think I think I'm allowed. It's just that I really like when he does something like this. I really like when directors get creative and go back to basics. And now that they have a little bit of pull, a little bit of more money, because if I'm not wrong, Aquaman is like the highest grossing DCEU film. I think it made over a billion. Yeah, I think. I, I think it is actually. Yeah, so that already like gives him a lot of pull because Furious 7 was also like, I think it's in the top five or top 10 of like highest grossing films of all time. Like, and emotionally it hit, uh, which, yeah, I still can't believe that happened. But yeah, when did we all decided that we all love Paul Walker? Like, when did that happen? I, I thought you were gonna say a top ten best grossing Fast and the Furious movies. No, it's in like the, it's in like the top ten highest grossing films of all time. Yeah. Yeah. This is why Disney will never buy Universal because they're just like they're just like oh we can do we can print our own money we're fine. Um, we don't need your no, money. We don't need we don't yeah. need the rat. I mean, one is like, but the fact that he would it, it, to kind of like. Uh, I, I, I mentioned it before, but like, it's like him flexing his muscles. Like, okay, between one and between Aquaman one and Aquaman two, let me try to just, you know, do a little something. This is like when John Favreau did Chef. I mean, it's like a smaller film and it's just him like, you know, basking in all of his powers. And I like it because of that. And I got to give a shout out to Ray Chase. 
Ray Chase is a very good voice actor, but he usually does like anime and video games, and he's the voice of Gabriel. And the fact that uh, Juan would go to like a prominent like voice actor in like something like anime or like video games, like I mean, he's knocked this from Final Fantasy, or he's he's not well known for like playing like horror characters, but the fact that he would go like, "Hey, you're a good voice actor, you know, jump on this." And make him like the voice of the monster. Like, I mean, great. I mean, that's a great job if you can land it. So yeah, shout out to shout out to Ray Chase, who's uh who's fucking dope. Yeah, even TV voice actors historically have had a lot of trouble breaking into movies, let alone yeah. video game and anime voice actors. So <laughs> great move. Yeah. Jimmy, do, do, do you know who, who he voices also? No. He's the subway announcer in Persona 5. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's who you think when you think, hey, monster. The subway um, guy. Yeah, he's also, he's not this in Final Fantasy. He's David Shield in My Hero Academia. So he's done like a lot of, a lot of things. Um, yeah, speaking of like practical effects and, and Gabriel and how like physically he looks, that scene where like they turn and they're recording like when she's a kid and they look at her back and we see like the little hands and like the whole thing. Man, I was, oh man. I, I wish I could have recorded my reaction because it was like, I don't know. It's like hearing a great guitar solo in the middle of a great song. It's like everything just went up. I was, oh God. It was like when you're in a roller coaster and it goes like, it goes up and it goes down like, Oh man, I love that reveal. I was having it made it reminded me of why I love movies because like totally unexpected. I can I can get excited for like a good Marvel movie for like a year and a half, but something like this that I didn't know that I was excited and then it hit me. Oh man, like I was having a blast during that entire time. Like the the last like 20 30 minutes of this movie are pure fun and uh, Oh god, I love I loved it so much. But you were talking about not having seen it coming. I, I saw it coming. I, I I was like, okay, so this is like a basket case, but basket, basket basket case kind of deal. I remember like the shadows we saw, like it looked yeah. kind of like the the PT baby. Um and, and it still shocked me. It was, I was not expecting it to be that big. I was not expecting it to look like that. The effects were just fantastic. It was an, an amazing reveal. Yeah. The... I didn't see it coming at all. I'm surprised. Well, no, you're well. I saw the basketball comparison after I saw this movie, so I was like, "If you see, if you like this, watch this." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I can see that now." But I, yeah, I, I legit, didn't see it coming. I, I legit jumped backwards in my bed. I don't know how that's possible, but I did. I actually like <laughs> sprang backwards, like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, I know it's a movie, but still, that was creepy as all hell uh, on this poor girl's back. Um, we, they kind of tried to give us a little glimmer, a little glimpse of it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, when Gabriel, like, oh, he, he's out or whatever, whatever. Oh, danger, danger, whatever. And see, initially, I thought Gabriel was more like a presence or a force, you know, a figure from the from out of the dark or whatnot. I did not think that it was going to be, um, spoilers, folks, her twin brother that's basically like a leech. That's she absorbed in, in the wound. So they, they talk about two things though, and, and it got a little bit confusing because they, they present him as both um they actually use the term teratoma, which is a, a tumor that uh that grows uh certain tissues, right? Like hair, nails, teeth. Uh, and those can just happen whenever, actually. And but then they also describe him as as a, a conjoined sibling. So not quite clear on which one it is. Yeah. And honestly, I I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like I was having such a fun time with this that I was like, I was like, I don't care if this is medically or scientifically accurate. I'm it's fucking awesome. And uh, cause like it it feels like an actual like uh I, it could be not it, it maybe there, maybe there's not a single scientific example of something like this happening in real life but i believe that right there in that second like i was in i was i was i was locked in and sadly 
uh, nearing the end of the film, this is where it started to lose me a little bit. There's like the one thing that I generally feel kind of like just meh about it, which in contrast to like loving everything else was that I thought the ending was a little cheesy. Like the whole mm-hmm. scene where, where, where she goes, well, now I control you. And she literally like locks him in a jail and it's supposed to represent her head. And then at That's the end, very she insidious. has... At the end, she like lifts up like the the, the hospital bed because now she has the strength and they're kind of like teasing us for a possible sequel. That I thought was not the strongest part of the film. Yeah, that felt even a little Naruto to me because that's literally also <laughs> yeah. what happens in Naruto. <laughs> the, uh, the dialogue just felt so stiff. Like I always wanted a, a blood relative, but you were my sister this whole time. Oh, God. Yeah, that could have been handled better for sure. Yeah, uh, and, and look, I, I one get, gets to get like sometimes a little bit cheesy. Like, remember that scene? A lot of people forget, but there's a there's a whole montage in the Conjuring Part Two Beach. where oh, like yeah. where like he or like Ed Warren picks up a guitar and starts playing an Elvis Presley song while they start cleaning the house, and there's no ghost, and it's just like a pretty little scene, and it's not a bad scene. But it's just it's in the middle of a conjuring movie so that felt kind of like what happened here as well which again i didn't hate but i didn't love as much as i love everything else that was happening in the movie but i guess since the movie was trying to be kind of campy i figured it would end in like a campy ish note if you know what i mean yeah yeah no that's fair it felt campy it felt I don't want to say well, cringy. it can't be on purpose. Yeah. Cheesy? Is that the right phrase, maybe? Cheesy? Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, I didn't 100%. Like, like I feel like if I was watching the movie with my mom, like, my mom would, like, turn to me and be like, hey, listen, listen. Yeah. There's a lesson. You know? <laughs> so clear. Yeah, you know, guys, I learned something today. <laughs> you know, guys, I learned something today. Yeah. Like, kind of like that. And because of that... I, I'm this close to being like a 10 out of 10. Love this. And I think that ending kind of stops me from getting there. But honestly, getting there, pretty hard. And I don't have enough praises to sing for this movie. I adored it. Yeah, so and in that regard, I, I did think uh, it was going to be a basket case thing. I thought the, that Gabriel was somehow living inside her body, getting out um i i didn't it did take take me by surprise that they were just straight up sharing the same body Hmm. oh and the operation scene where where they are pushing gabriel into her skull and then and then um sewing it closed that was also all right jimmy so you were saying before gabriel cut me off what the fuck Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got psyched. He, he took over my body and everything. Oh. Fucked up. Which, uh, Jimmy, before, uh, before anything else, um, I don't think a lot of, uh, a lot of us know exactly what, bas- what Basket Case is and, like, you're comparing it to. So, what, I haven't seen it, so I just know it's a movie. But, like, how does that one compare to this one? Oh, yeah, this is this little classic horror movie. Um, the black and white one? No, there, there's a... I, I don't remember if it was the late 70s, early 80s. The uh, Brothers! Yeah, The Brothers, exactly, yeah. So okay, it's, uh, this, um, they, they are with a traveling circus, right? Um, it's called Bass Basket Case because the guy carries the, the brother around in a basket. But in this one, um, they share a body. Like, the brother cannot survive without um well without without his bigger brother uh but he can actually jump out move around kill people uh and it's it kind of a similar premise you know uh there's the the good one and there's the the evil tumor brother um he he just kills people for fun and everything so as they travel around with the with the fair with the county fair um He'll leave a trail of bodies behind. It's just a typical slasher flick. Okay. Um, All right. Wow, basket. I, you know, I forgot that that movie existed. That's like that's a real good comparison, man. I did not think about that. Uh, 
See, when you said basket case, I thought you just meant like, oh, she's probably crazy and she's blacking out when she's committing these murders. Uh, I thought I thought of the Green Day song basket case. Yeah. Um, but no, I want to talk about. So, can, can we please talk about what might be the highlight of the movie? Uh, what was that? The the police the police precinct fight. The shootout scene. The Ooh. yeah. Like, where do we? St- oh, okay, wait, should we start? Should we talk about the jailhouse scene first? Because that reveal that it's him mixed with yeah. him cracking open her skull to see like his half, like teeth and his eye, like, and he's kind of talking, and like you see the bones just cracking backwards, and the way he fights, the 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 the, the contortionist, the movements are purposeful, and I remember seeing this uh, watching it with Nikki, like. How the fuck are they managing that choreography of like him twisting all the way back and keeping that mo- keeping that shape while they're fighting and throwing punches and slashing and like threat like wow okay yeah, yeah Chima, I didn't know it was a contortionist I thought it was a puppet no it's a contortionist uh, when when I tried looking her up uh, I didn't get like an actual page I got like a season of like America's Got Talent or something. And that's when I realized, like, oh, it's a contortionist. Like, this is because look, they did the same thing when they did the the, the latest uh, Ring movie. They got like an actual contortionist to play uh, the girl from the Ring. Yeah. yeah, and that worked really well. And the movie was shit, but she was really good in it. And yeah, uh, but with this, it really works because you know. One is basically creating a new Freddy Krueger, a new Jason. Like he's, it's a new monster that we might see in Halloween. We might see pop off in like sequel, like shitty sequels. But damn, it looks unique. Like the coat, it's backwards, and he's walking backwards. And there's the the hat and the the little blade, and uh, the, the the incomplete burnt little face. And uh, so if it looks cool, you want it to move cool. And uh, the fact that those two scenes are like are back to back, like we see uh, the, the the little fight in the jail cell and then the precinct fight. The fact that it escalated, man, because look, when when she's in the jail cell, first of all, you can tell like costume department had a fucking blast on that day because like, look at how all those women are dressed. <laughs> I, I have the same fucking thing. <laughs> like they were all just like, they were all, dressed like they looked like they came from different music videos like they were all just so different and it was a cool way to like introduce that monster because we had like all these scenes of like the the sister and the mom watching this video so the fact that they all coincided right there like oh they removed it but not completely it's still there it got like it got reawakened when when she when her head was hit against the wall and it's awake now I like everything just like moved towards great. And then when we got to like the, the, the precinct fight, I know what my favorite part is, but I'll let y'all like gush about this scene first because I'll, 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 I'll get to talk about that eventually, but yeah, nothing short of great between those two scenes. Hear me? Go for it, Eddie. Um, no, there's so many uh, different things. Um, from the jailhouse scene, it was so satisfying. What I felt bad for all the other like ladies in there that got killed that didn't really deserve it, but it was really satisfying when she killed the the chick with the with the mullet. That was really kind of like instigating the whole fighting. That was satisfying. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was. Um, but no, the choreography, the the camera work throughout it, and just the slaughter, and and the thing is, you hear all these people screaming "guard, guard," and I I, I know for a fact no guard would go after that. I can tell you that personally. Um, oh yeah, you worked in a jail. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, it, we, that's the last thing we're gonna do. If someone's yelling "guard," we literally walk in the other direction. Nope, not my problem. That's a problem for first shift. I'm kidding, mostly. Um, but no, the that and that was brutal. And I thought, man, like that was really oh shit. And she starts well. He, Gabriel starts fighting the cops and I'm just thinking to myself, they're supposed to be more equipped to deal with this guy. They're getting slaughtered left and right. Yeah. And I mean, we start to see like 
you know, the precincts start coming in and they're calling for backup and Gabriel is just slaughtering them and he's jumping and twisting and like doing all these rolls and, you know, avoiding all the hits. And then when he, he manages to like slash both like our main detectives and then he does one of the most <laughs> beautiful scenes that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life because I had to rewind it. I, it, it was so funny. He, Gabriel goes to the other direction and grabs a chair and just yeah. throws it <laughs> he just to the other over. side of the prison, just yeets it and just hits them directly. Oh, man. Like, how can I not like this? Like, that, that felt personal. That felt targeted. Like, Gabriel <laughs> wanted to do that. And... Oh god, it was such like a campy scene, but ah, <laughs> I love that. Like, I love that scene so much. I, I want like a like a gif of that, or I want to. Uh, 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 I just want that like yeet, just like with the chair. Oh my god, <laughs> it was awesome. I'm pretty sure it's a gif. I'm pretty sure it's a gif. It has to exist, and I wanted to like you know loop. I just wanted like whoop. Back. <laughs> oh my god i love that jim uh yeah so i mean it was very acrobatic it was a very dynamic scene we had a lot of dodging gunshots uh even the shotgun i, I think i only noticed that uh some of the shotgun um buck uh managed to hit gabriel in the arm yeah. uh, but other than that is just uh, dodging everything. And even then, um, even with that hit, I mean, clearly Gabriel has super strength and everything, but I'm not sure how far like his powers go because the scientists, when they removed him, uh, they, they did straight up mention like, oh, he has powers. He has crazy powers. Um, and we see that he, he has a level of electrokinesis, like he can um, manipulate electric, the electric grid and also produce like radio signals. Uh, and apparently hacking through smartphones, which would be a lot more complicated. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know the limits of this guy. Uh, yeah. He, he could be a legit villain, like a legit, like... I think not. he was a legit villain. <laughs> no, no, like a comic book villain. Like his origin, like, oh, I'm the leeching twin against my sister and I have super strength and connect these yeah. abilities. And he feels like, like a street-level villain, but like... A serial killer to be stopped. Yeah, this fucker belongs in Arkham. That's what I'm trying to say. This is the this is the Venom movie that Sony was too afraid to make. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's both that it, because he, he it is a comic booky villain. Like I said, I think this movie is super comic booky. But also, like Chema's been saying, we haven't gotten uh, a slasher villain this unique and iconic in a while. This really is up there with with Freddy and company. I just want to see. I hope I see people dressed as, as, as this guy for Halloween. I hope. I hope this, like, this character doesn't... I hope... Maybe maybe this won't get a sequel. Maybe. I mean, if James Wan knows how to do something, is milk something. And how but, well has it been doing? I don't know. I mean, it just came out. Office. At the box office, it's only made 15 mil against $40 million. But then again, it's available on HBO Max. And if it was streaming very well... They might greenlight a sequel, like just based off viewing figures on HBO Max alone. For sure. Plus, we're still talking COVID numbers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, also like they could just say, "Hey, make a sequel. Here's thirty million dollars." I mean, they're making almost a billion a fucking month from the streaming service. They can afford to make a shitty movie if it's gonna keep hooking in viewers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't complain. Hey, we have but HBO Max for a reason. As long as they keep it, you know, campy and fun and they keep this character just being fucking evil and insane, I'm in. Because uh, I hope we see these characters survive because I think it's so unique and so, like, the design is awesome. And I, I keep saying this, but I, I hope he becomes, like, a Halloween thing. Like, I hope, like, we, we keep seeing that. And, uh, man, I can't sing enough praise about this movie. Like, it's... I had a fucking blast. I, you're not wrong, man. I the crazy thing is that I want to talk about this real quick. Um, this movie gets, from what I've seen, people are divided, and it's not like even in the middle. People are very extreme on this movie. They either really fucking hate this movie or they really fucking love this movie. I 
don't think they get it if they didn't like it. Like, like if you walk into this movie thinking that it's like Conjuring Four or like another Insidious, for sure, like you're gonna be disappointed. But that's why I I encourage everyone to watch it blind, like just go in blind and you know, trust me, you you'll enjoy it if you can appreciate camp and 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 uh, something different, because that's what this movie is. Yeah, because I really thought it was going to be something really scary. I was like, Malignant, okay, like one, one word title. Uh, it's James Wan. Poster looks really dark. It's probably going to be... I, I wanted something terrifying, right? And like Katie mentioned, this movie isn't really a horror no, movie as much scary. as it's a, an action movie with a horror element. Uh, but I still really liked it. And you know what? I started this review saying like, oh, I didn't love it. But I, I don't know why I said that because I did. <laughs> Am I, am I, is it me? Am I, am I hyping it? Am I, do, am we, I do we sway your, your opinion, Jimmy? Yeah, man, I, I, no, I was just talking my actual thoughts as I, as I watched it. And it's like, yeah, no, you know what? I did like it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Here's, here's what I realized that I, that I, that I really connected with this. Like I watched it and I had a blast and I was texting everyone like, yo, watch this and what go blind. And then like the next morning I was talking with my mom <laughs> And she was like, and she always asked me like, oh, what are you going to review this week? And I was like, oh, we're talking this horror movie. And she doesn't watch horror. So I just. Your mom supports your projects? Oh. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't listen to it, but. Yeah, but... <laughs> she doesn't know English. So she just. Yeah, yeah. It's, not for, it's not her. It's cool. But yeah. It's cool. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I will play her that part. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so see, she's not gonna listen to it. It's, but but I, I told her so. We, we watched this horror movie, and I I pretty much like told her everything that happened. And while I was describing it, I was I was getting hyped describing it. So I think in that moment I was like, wait, I love this, <laughs> and yeah, because I was just getting so excited to just get to the part where I thought like everything connected. So. I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing, but like this completely I had no expectation and completely evolved me and like grabbed me and did everything for me. Like which is weird because I don't know, which is good because I, I was hooked when I just saw James Wan new movie and I thought, okay, there's like a good thing for like a review, like we'll we'll just do that. But then as I started to think, how the hell do you market this? Because like the posters are very vague. I didn't watch the trailers, but like, how the fuck do you market this without spoiling anything? Is there trailers? Oh, you know, studios I, haven't cared about that in a long while. I, no, I believe the trailers, I think I saw the very first one when it very first came out like a long time ago. I barely remembered it, but I want to say they marketed it as another horror movie. Mm. So I, like as a Conjuring-esque or like... Supernatural. Wow. They just marketed it as like a supernatural scary movie. Like this girl is being haunted by something and that's it. Like there was no hint to like the brother that there was action sequences that there was a killer like it was legit like I think they only showed the shadow even you know yeah but well yeah, and that's how they marketed it well I hope word of mouth helps this movie because I don't know it's like Kevin in the woods like I want everyone to watch this but I don't want to tell them what it's about because I just need them to like experience just it by them themselves. Watch it. Yeah, just like this, this is like the shut up, just watch it movie of the year. Oh, for sure. And oh god, I had a blast. This this jumps straight into like my top five, probably top three favorite movies of the year because it was awesome. Um, uh, along with others. Oof. So it sits somewhere between like Luca, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. That was uh, this year? Yeah. A long year, uh, man. Coda. <laughs> Coda was pretty good. Uh, if Coda was like the feel-good movie of the year, this is the, this is like the opposite. This is like the bad shit fun movie. <laughs> feel this bad is the bomb, movie this is the, this is the hangover of the year. It's like, what the fuck is this? I like it. Oh, for sure. Oh, God. Um, uh, well, uh, anything uh, else? No, I mean, uh, Jimmy, do you want to give your final thoughts? Shema or? uh yeah just really fun movie really batched really a lot of iconic shots in it uh the weapon is is pretty pretty cool like it's 
trophy of the doctors who like kind of abuse Gabriel in a way. Um, super cool. Great job, James Wan. What else I was still, I I, I was still boycotting Aquaman too, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm a shill. I'm DC. Well, if I'm being honest, I'm gonna watch it too. I'm just to watch. I think I'll, you're the only one. I'll, I'll sneak in my snacks. How about that? That's my way of getting uh, giving it to the man. I'm gonna take in my own snacks. Like no, plan. because you're not sticking it to the man. You're sticking it to the movie theaters, and we need movie theaters to survive. Okay, how, um, how about what if I sneak in to watch Aquaman? Is that okay? What if what if after you watch Aquaman on theaters, before you watch it on HBO Max, you watch it one you watch it one time, but like you know, from like a leaked pirated copy? I, I think it's fine. I, I'll I'll use my ticket for an artsy movie that I don't want to watch, and I'll just sneak into Aquaman. There you go. Boom. There you go. All right. There you go. Yeah. That's stick nice. it to the stick it to James Wan and I'll just fuck you, Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> I mean, my final thoughts. I, I've been all over the place during this review, but it's because I I have I have nothing more to say than I fucking love this movie, and I I don't know. James Wan is a fucking genius, and I'll watch whatever he wants as long as you know it's not an Aquaman movie. But I'll watch it like six weeks after it comes out. I'll give I'll, I'll I'll give it back. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. I will I will not support the opening weekend, but <laughs> but I might I will not help your box office numbers. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's going blind, enjoy it, rewatch it. It's on HBO Max. Just fucking have a ball. Also, uh, it's gonna be on HBO Max for only a month, and, th- and I think then they're gonna take it out. So yeah. Everyone go crazy and watch it like a billion times because this movie deserves all the attention that it that it's getting, and it deserves more. So, uh, and I and I have a fear that it's gonna get lost into like the zeitgeist and the of like all the movies coming out and it's small but supported, please, because we need more movies like this. And if this movie's a hit, we're gonna get like a million more. So I, I need more movies like this. If it does get lost, there's a chance we might get like a Gabriel versus the evil bong, you know, by Brian being horror movies. Or like Gabriel that. versus uh, Ash. Oh, that would be cool. For I sure. would love that. And he like, would beat the shit out of Ash and you know it. That'd be a one-sided yeah. ass-kicking. Yeah, but Ash would look good while doing it, so that's really all that matters. <laughs> Woody, though, would, can, Bruce, can Bruce Campbell still go, though? Can't. Oh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell is the still fucking fucks. man. Absolutely. Bruce Campbell fucks, man. Like, <laughs> my my I, I love Ash, and I love The Evil Dead, but like my second favorite performance that he's ever done is when he was the gym teacher in Sky High. I mean, he wore like those little shorts. Oh. He was the fucking man. I thought you were gonna say Maitre D in Spider-Man. In Spider-Man three. Yeah. Yeah. Almost as good as when he played the the wrestling announcer in Spider-Man one, or the or the, the or the theater usher in I Spider-Man two. Eddie, your final thoughts? Um, this movie is I fucking bonkers. Oh, Gabriel yeah. got him this time. Oh no! Wait, can you not see me, Eddie? Can you Eddie not hear me? Him. This happens sometimes. I'm here. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, wait. Final thoughts, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this movie is just batshit bonkers, but I love it. It's a scary movie, but it's not a horror movie. It's an action movie, but it's not like a superhero movie. Um, just awesome movie. That's This would make a great... Uh, now that I think about it, this would make such a great origin story for a villain. But... I mean, James Wan firing in all cylinders. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad nothing was spoiled for me beforehand. Yeah, going blind. Oh, definitely a better supervillain movie than Brightburn, even though I really like Brightburn too. I didn't like Brightburn, but <laughs> wasn't that. great. The only thing that the only part that I like in Batman was like at the end of credits where like uh, Michael Rooker shows up and is like, "What are all these fucking people with powers are attacking?" And they showed uh, uh. The character from Super, so Dwight. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what was his name? the The wrench or the 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 red wrench or something. It was the red something, I think. Yeah. So they they showed his character. It's like, oh, interconnected u- superhero universes. We haven't seen that one before. 
And <laughs> so, yeah, final thoughts. This was awesome. Nothing more. Yeah. I, I give it an A minus. I really liked it. I, I give it a nine out of 10. Oh, we're doing letters this time. Uh, you can yeah, do whatever I, you want. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, you can do whatever I'll makes go, you happy. I'll go for seven Gabriels out of eight Gabriels. That's a that's high praise. Yeah. Yeah. Which by uh, by the way, last la- last comment. When the sister gets to the to the abandoned hospital, she parks her car like right at the edge of the mountain. That's not that's not normal. That's not okay. She could have died. You wouldn't if you could. <laughs> not in not in a life and death situation like that. But like to show off, sure. I mean, how good? I'm not that good of a driver. But <laughs> there you go. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to the rollback.net. Uh, if you're listening to us via, well, however you listen to us, wherever however you get your podcast, please like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. We're always trying to grow up the channel. Uh, I've been Eddie. And I've been Chema. This was Jimmy. Thanks for having me. And Thanks for this... coming. And this was the, the rollback. Roll roll Signing off with a reminder to wear a helmet. Or just, a mask. Just, 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 just do it. I mean, the mask, obviously, but like a helmet would have genuinely helped this poor woman. <laughs> Oh god, and also, right. And also and also the holidays are coming. And instead of blasting uh you know lights into the sky. Sorry, no no one's family. dying, folks. No one's dying. Yeah. No, this is just a normal Mexican evening. Um <laughs> let me try it again. The holidays are coming. So instead of blasting bright lights into the sky, break up with your toxic significant other. Let that be the blast this this holiday okay <laughs> it would have also helped this poor woman is what I'm trying to say uh, oh fuck he's got a point though Jimmy <laughs> break it with your ex folks you won't regret it unless you do don't it can really only go up from there <laughs>